Well, good. Merry Christmas. So good to see you all. I want to welcome all the family members, friends, visitors. Just welcome as we celebrate this amazing day, uh, the Lord's birth. And so, as I was praying about the scriptures and just thinking about this day and just kind of savoring it and and entering into this day, you know, we all can... uh, be busy about this, busy about that. But this is, I really believe it's in the simplicity of this day is the power of it. And it's in the message that has been proclaimed for ages and ages and ages. It becomes new and fresh every Christmas. And I've said this before, but I like to always say it for all those who haven't heard it and those who maybe didn't hear this, but... Jesus, this God-man, continues to this day to affect so many people. If you think about Christ, He's done what no other person has ever done. I mean, to this day, we continue to build hospitals, schools, universities, orphanages, soup kitchens, uh, uh, on and on. In the name of Jesus. As we speak right now, there's churches being built all over the world. As we speak right now, there's hospitals, universities, schools, orphanages, soup kitchens, etc. All these charities continue to be built. And Aristotle hasn't done that. Plato hasn't done that. Name any great figure in the history of creation, the history of of humanity, that has affected humanity like Christ. And yet, he only lived 33 years. And we're here. Tons of people. I don't even know how... I mean, a, a a third of the human race is Christian. Think about that. And how much God has influenced and affected humanity to this day. And like I like to say, if He was just a man, we would not be doing what we're doing. You don't see buildings built all over the world in the name of Aristotle or Plato or or any other great figure in American history or or in world history. There's not one person but a 33-year-old who was born in basically uh, a small back village that, that no one really knew much about. Bethlehem. What good can come from there? You know, Nazareth. How small these places were. And yet, look at what he's done. Look at what He's done. Look, look at us here. If you just take a moment to just stop, hit pause in your life, step back and reflect on the impact Jesus has had. It's not just a good guy that had good teachings. There's many people that have good teachings throughout world history. What's Jesus... What makes Jesus different? What makes Jesus different? Well, obviously, we are all here for that reason. We don't believe He's just some good teacher or a good man. We believe that He's the Son of the Most High God. We believe that God became flesh. We just heard in our Gospel today. And the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. And we saw His glory, the glory as of the Father's only begotten Son, full of grace and truth. And like I always share... If I, like, if, if I stay, uh, so, what's your name? I'm not going to ask you any questions, don't worry. Paul. Okay, so Paul. Paul's here. 
At this distance, Paul's comfortable, I'm sure. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> Paul's comfortable at this distance, huh? From me to him, right? As I get closer to Paul, he might start to think, what, like, I'm sure you did. Like, okay, what's he looking at me for? <laughs> what's he want, right? But as I get closer to Paul, he's probably thinking, what's he want? What's this, you know, what's he going to say? What's he, you know? And, and as I get close, if I talk to Paul like this, Paul would be like, you need to gargle. <laughs> if I get too close to Paul, we get uncomfortable when people get real close to us. You're, I'm sure you've all had people in your life, they, they talk to you, they come right up to your face and they start talking. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just like too much, right? God wants to get close to you. Think about that. Why did God take on human eyes, a human mind, human ears, human hands, human feet, a human body? Why did God become flesh? Why did God take a human nature? He could have did whatever He wanted. He's God. Why did God become flesh? Because He wants to get close to you. Not a global corporate you, an individual personal you. Jennifer, Bill, Susan, Paul, Joe. God wants to get close to you. Michael. Very close. So close that He wants to come into my humanity. Enter into my humanity. when God gets close to us and we allow Him to come into our lives, we are born again. We experience Christmas. We experience Christmas happening to us. Not keeping Christmas out here and watching everyone else celebrate and the decorations are great and all of these things and gifts, etc. Very good. But when Christmas happens to me, when I was in college, I went to Penn State. Don't tell that against me, but... When I was in college, I went to Penn State and I studied architectural engineering, uh, finished my degree in engineering. But while I was in engineering and studying there, um, I encountered a priest in the weight room. And this priest saw my scapular. Many of you might know what a brown scapular is. He saw me working out on my scapular. And he just came up to me and invited me to get, you know, come, you know, come to church, come to Mass, be a part of the, the faith community there, the Catholic community at Penn State. And so I went into this chapel. By the way, it was a weekday, and it's full of college students going to Mass. And that was so different for me. Young college students all going to Mass on a weekday or a Friday night? What's going on? All those students allowed Christmas to happen to them. If you look at the word Christ, Christ Mass, Christ Mass, Christmas is letting the Mass happen to you, is letting God enter into you, letting God get close to you, letting God love into you. To the, to the pure, all things are pure. Think of human love. My mother allowed my father to get close to her and here I am. <laughs> when you let love happen, life comes forth. Here I am. Father Michael, praise God. <laughs> Mary let God get close to her 
and he came out through her into the world. The Mary, the Blessed Mother, she, look how beautiful she is. This young girl, 15 years old. I love when I have a, a young girl about 15 come to confession. I'm like, do you realize Mary was your age when she received and conceived Christ and gave birth to the Savior of the world? God chose a teenage girl to kick the devil's butt. And that's why Satan hates Mary. How would you like to go around saying, I got beat up by a girl? I mean, not to say some girls can really kick some butt, I know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, think about all this. Think about why we're here. This is amazing. And so God wants to get close to you and I. He wants to get close to us and let Christmas happen, not just for a day. And by the way, we celebrate Christmas for 12 days in the church. It's a long celebration. Just as in Easter, we celebrate Easter for a long time. It's not just a day. Often, you know, we celebrate, we take our decorations down, we go back to normal on the 26th of December. God's like, no, I want my birthday to be special. I want my birthday to be lasting. I want my birthday to happen inside of you. I want my birthday to be forever with you. I want to be with you forever. And I think sometimes, let's ask the question, why are we afraid to let God get close to us? Just like a human relationship, why are you afraid to let humans get close to you? Or other people get close to you? Because you know, it might begin a relationship. And relationships require commitment. Relationships require responsibility. Relationships require sacrifice. Christ's Mass. The Mass is the sacrifice of Christ for you. It's not a movie. It's not a football game. It's not a form of entertainment. The Mass is God's nuptial love for you, the church. God today gives His body to you, the church. And you, the church, receive the body and blood of Christ at communion. The bride gives himself to the bridegroom. Today, on this day, was born the eternal bridegroom. This little baby is the eternal bridegroom. This is what the priesthood is all about. I, on uh, June 5th, 2010, laid on the cathedral floor down at St. Cecilia's, and I gave up the awesome good of marriage in biological children, so that I could give you the body of Christ every day. I laid down on that cathedral floor, face down, saying, God, you got so close to me that I started wearing a collar. I was ordained a priest because God, I went at Penn State, God got, I let God get close to me. Look what happened. God became a priest. It doesn't mean every time you let God get close, you're going to become a priest. You might, which would be awesome for all the young kids here. It would be an awesome call. But I want you to think about this. When you let God get close to you, something always happens. You always change. You're always affected. You're always brought into a whole new level of life, of relationship. Christianity is not about more rules, guys. So many, I, I can tell you tons of people that I know that believe Christianity is about following a set of rules. I mean, rules are important. If we didn't have rules in traffic, there'd be crashes everywhere. And there still are because people don't like the rules, right? If we had, didn't have rules in football, the game would be stupid because it wouldn't, the players would do whatever they want. If we didn't have rules at work, what would 
would work be like? If we didn't have rules at church, what would church be like? Rules aren't bad, but rules are meant to do one thing, protect the relationship between driver A and driver B. Protect the relationship between coworker A, coworker B. Right? So rules protect the relationship, but the heart of it is relationship. Relationship. So why don't we let God get close to us? Think about this. Why don't you and I let God get close to us? Because we think that He's going to see us. And if He sees who I really am, I might be rejected. It's the same thing in a human relationship. Why don't we let people get close to us? Why don't we take risks to love people? Because we might get rejected. Well, the good news of today is God's not just a human. He's God-man. The man-God. God will never reject you if you let Him get close. Mary Magdalene. Did Mary Magdalene first change her life, then got close to God? Or did she get close to God and then her life changed? Did Zacchaeus stop extorting money first or did he meet Jesus first? He met Jesus first. Did the good thief that hung beside Christ change his life first or did he meet Jesus first? He met Jesus first. Did Father Michael think about being a priest or give his life up in serving and loving the church before he met Jesus or after? After! God doesn't call people because you're ready. God doesn't call us when we feel like we have it together. The good news of today, the the saving message of Jesus is this. This is why the church is 2,000 some years later still doing all the good it's doing. All the things we're doing as a church. All the tons of Christians that gather on this day. Why? Why? Because the heart is looking for love. Real love. Real love, not fake love, not love like the world might display it. Real love, this kind of love. A love that says, no matter what you do to me, I'm not going to stop loving you. No matter what you say to me, I'm not going to stop loving you. Because let's be honest, at times we want to get better, but we can't. We want to stop speaking things that we shouldn't, but we can't. We want to break our addictions, but we can't. We're powerless. We need a Savior. We need a Lord. We need a God who can come into our humanity as we are and love us. As we are, love us. Period. Because we're looking for love in all the wrong places. This might, I don't know, you guys know. Desire. We have this desire in us for heaven, not earth. How many husbands, how many wives here when you got married thought that you would be totally satisfied or be sick? This is the one. This is my hope. We have these ideas. We're trying to live them out with human beings. We're trying to live them out on earth. My brothers and sisters, you're created for heaven. You're made for heaven. We're made for heaven. Every commercial, every play, every song, every movie is marketing off of the desire God put inside of you for heaven. Hoping every diet plan. I mean, how many of you have seen these, all these things? You do this, you do this, you do this. You know, you do this, you have this, you have... You're going to find peace. You're going to find happiness. No, you won't. You could save yourself a lot of money. 
Happiness is in letting God get close to us. Letting Christmas happen to us. Letting Christmas happen in us. Let God happen to you. Never, ever, ever, ever. If you hear anything in this homily, you hear this. Never, ever, ever. This is the only time maybe we wag my finger at you. Never, ever, ever get your life together to get close to God. Never. That's Satan's lie. You do not get your life together to get close to God. If that was the case, the coming of Jesus makes no sense. You get close to God so that God can get your life together. Look at the Bible. Start reading some of the Bible. Read all the characters of the Bible. None of them got their life together to get close to God. They all got close to God or let God get close to them. And then their life started coming together. But we want to be our own. I got to get my life together. Because why? We're afraid of rejection. Deep inside of everyone here. There's a fear and terror of rejection. Because we're not designed to be rejected. We're designed to be embraced. And all the confusion in the world is basically about that. I don't want to be rejected. I want to be embraced. Let God into you. Let God come deeper into your lives. Fall on your knees tonight. If you haven't done this, do it. This is what I did in college. The Catholic community there. You go to home. Sometime when you're alone in your room or wherever you're at alone. In your car. I don't care where you are. In the shower. I don't care. Open your heart and say, Jesus, I do want to begin my love life with you today. I want to begin a love story with God today. I want to give my life to you as my Lord, my Savior, my King, and my God. I want to give you all that I am. You can have my ears, my eyes, my mouth, my feet, my hands, my whole body. You can have all of my spirit, my soul. Jesus, come into me. Come into my life. Take all that I am. God's not going to make your life worse. He's going to make your life amazing. So I want to challenge everybody here to think about what Christmas is really about. Christ's Mass. Never separate the crib from the cross. Never separate Christmas from Calvary. Look at that. That's why He was born. To display real love to the world. The light has come into the darkness. The darkness is all the false loves. This is what love is. That's what love is. This is what love is. No, it's not. This is real love. Steadfast, faithful to the end. Never stops. No matter what you say, think, or do. Never stops. He's not afraid of mess. God's most attracted to the darkest place in your soul right now. God is most attracted to what's messiest in your life right now. You know why? He wants to save. He wants to save. But He can't force you or I to let Him in. He won't force us. God's not going to violently rip into our lives. He's going to Wait for our invitation. Come, Jesus. Come into my heart and my life. So I just want you to enjoy the beauty of God's closeness as you are. You know, we've had uh, tons of... uh, As a priest, it's one of the greatest privileges. We've heard so many confessions, many people coming back to the Lord after 20, 30, 40 years. It's really beautiful when a soul comes to confession and they open themselves in a very vulnerable way to the Lord. And here I am. And you see how they realize, wow, I wasn't rejected. That's why we're afraid of confession, guys. 
I'm still afraid at times, huh? We're afraid because we don't want to be rejected. Or we've had a bad experience here or there of being close. So please, trust God's closeness. This is why He became a man. He wants to display and love you, period. And so if I put up here a, a, a seven-year-old and a 60-year-old, and I said, okay, if I, if I pulled up here a seven-year-old and a 60-year-old, if I had time, I'd do this, but I'm not. And I said, you want five bucks. Who's going to jump at it quicker? Seven-year-old. Seven-year-old. Notice when the kids bring up their money. When, 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 if you guys are here, when we have the children's collection, they run up here. They can't wait to give their mom and dad's money to us, huh? <laughs> Which, praise God, right? And if I, you know, if I held out a, a $25, who would be the first to grab at it? The kid, the child. If I held out the $125, who would be the first to grab at it? The kid. As the value goes up, adults tend to be like, ah, I can't accept that. Today, you have a choice to make, and I do too. The gift we're receiving is more than all the treasures of the earth. You and I have a choice to make. If you understand, the, if, if we were giving out checks for $100,000 to every person that came to church, and you came, you would want that because you understand the value of what's being given. When we come to Mass, the value of the Mass is infinite. The blood of God, the Son of God, is giving His life for you and I. And so when you come to church... On this day, you're renewing your commitment to Jesus and you're saying what? You're saying, I don't want that. I want Jesus. I want all of you, Lord. Come into my life. But the children know best how to receive. As adults, we don't, we're not, we don't receive gifts well as adults. It's time that we become like the little ones at Christmas and receive with joy. Yes, I want. Thank you. Please, I would love to have that gift. And so that's why we're here today. To receive Jesus into our hearts and into our lives. So again, a Merry Christmas to you all. So continue Mass. I'd like to also be mindful today on this day. Many of the mystics and saints say most souls go from purgatory to heaven on these days. So please pray for the poor souls in purgatory. Go, you know, think of your family members and your family tree that have died. This is a special day to pray for your loved ones who've died that are in purgatory, being continuing their final purifications so they can enjoy the full glory of heaven. So let us pray for all the church, not just the church on earth, but the church in purgatory. Pray for them. Your family members might be needing some prayers. And one day, most likely, hopefully not, but we will all be there. And we'll need prayers of others as well. So please pray for the poor souls today in purgatory. So Merry Christmas. Much love. As a priest, I love you. I, I, I gave up all because I love you. I love my church. I love her. Jesus through me wants to give himself to you. Please receive the gift of Christmas today.